We're here to share with you inspiring stories that bring to life all the little and big ways that people bring more love, joy, laughter, and humanness to everyday life. Our focus is to hunt for those little moments that refuel the human soul and reminds us what life is really all about. I invite you to sit back, enjoy the moments, enjoy the stories, the adventures, and the journeys. I'm going to do an f- official introduction for our guest, innovator, and content creator. Carrie Lee Brown is a sought-after journalist, magazine editor, author, speaker, and woman's health advocate, as well as newly appointed editor-in-chief of Success Magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout her 20-year career in publishing and media, she's written articles for more than 150 publications worldwide and held senior editorial roles at Health and Wellness and Parenting and Life's Luxury Lifestyle. Um, November 2021, Carrie Lee founded Red Lily Media, the parent company of Red Lily Women's Lifestyle and Storytelling Brand. As a con- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get so nervous reading bios. Really? It's so silly. <laughs> I think in third grade I had trouble with like slight dyslexia. Mm-hmm. So they made me read my book, and it was the most nerve-wracking two days of my life. <laughs> in a studio. <laughs> As a consummate professional, she continues to hone her craft to help others. She share pertinent messages via print and digital media. Carrie is a proud Canadian living in Denver, Colorado, and a blessed mom of two boys who teach her something every day. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here, Jerk. We're going to start with our very first question, which is the theme of the show, which is what does the world need more of? It's such a broad question, isn't it? Oh, my God, I could talk for hours on it. You know what? I think the world needs more, oh, gosh, acceptance. Mm. I think I think acceptance is huge at every level, yeah. within the family, yeah. You know, um, within our uh, social circles, within workspaces, yeah. um, you know, even at the larger kind of, you know, across, you know, continental divides, if you will. Like it's, it's it, it, you know, in the world, there needs to be acceptance in regards to our abilities, in, in g- regards to our contributions. Um, but even down to the granular level, like I said, the family, you know, like, I mean, impatience. And I think that kind of is a core attribute that we don't usually look at and Mm -hmm. we we need to kind of you know it's where I always bring up the idea of self-love and you know awareness and what we can all bring to the table and in such a fast-paced world nowadays you know we're all we're always on the go um we need to just stop and breathe and accept where we are in life Mm -hmm. and maybe that's okay you know I mean I, I just think that's one of those beautiful beautiful topics that needs to be discussed more Totally. Mm-hmm. I love that. How does that mm-hmm. portray, like, what has your been experience been around that mm-hmm. in, is in your family or for yourself? Where has mm-hmm. acceptance really played a role? Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you, like, as you mentioned in my bio, I'm from Toronto, Canada. Yeah. And I've worked in media for 25 years mm-hmm. um, on the print journalism side, and I've been a contributor to many. And I think, you know, accepting 
the person that you are um, mm. and where you are at the time. Um, I had a, a really, and I'm sure we go into this, but I had a heart attack at age 39. Oh, wow. And as a mom of two boys, and at that time I was the very, you know, top of my kind of career in the media world yeah. in journalism, and it was all go, go, go. And I'm the type of woman, as a lot of women and men, want to do everything yeah. and I think we need to you know sit back and you know realize and recognize that all of these different things we do are only adding to our stress levels mm. and if we do not then something else can happen and that's exactly right. what happened to me I, I didn't accept the fact that I was already doing too much mm. but I was still pushing myself to the brink yeah. and you know by not accepting the fact that I was already good enough and I was enough at work at home um, in my own career aspirations I pushed myself mm. and that led to me you know having this heart attack that really literally knocked me off my feet mm. and it was something that again you know we talk about and we've had these conversations about yeah. the whole the connection between mind body and um, emotional uh, pressures we put on ourselves yeah. and that's what all led to me realizing that I had an electrical issue in my heart at oh, age wow. 39 um, that I didn't know about but it was stress levels that kind of perp you know uh, added on to that and that's what happened and if I had have accepted the fact that I am enough in yeah. all of these areas without having, you know, that, um, I, I don't know, that realization that was really a physical wake-up call, yeah. um, then I might have not even experienced it, you know. And I guess at the end of the day, that's where acceptance comes into play. I think we need to take a step back, you know, and we need, especially as moms, but especially as parents, as yeah. professionals, yeah. and we need to really digest what we have actually accomplished in life yeah. because I think that's again comes back to you know pushing ourselves to the brink and uh, everybody does you don't even have to be in media or any of those kind of jobs to know that you know your physical wellness is based on your emotional wellness and that's, that's where that you know connection comes in so accepting that accepting, accepting where that. you are accepting other people and perhaps maybe even where they are mm. in their life and yeah. not, you know, putting pressure on other people, like yeah. whether it's our kids or whether it's colleagues, you know, accepting their contributions and, and just where they are in life. I think that's just a, a being a theme for me for the last several years, yeah. um, you know, and being accepted into new roles or into new cities, yeah. um, you know, just having an open heart. I love that. You know, I love that. Yeah. Acceptance. Question two, what is your wow factor? What makes you uniquely you, and what are some of the moments that help shape it? Wow, that's a big one, too, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. What's my wow factor? Well, I mean, I'm definitely a go-getter. I guess you'd <laughs> say that. I don't know if it's a wow factor, but um, maybe I bring my, uh, my Canadian roots into everything. I'm here in the U.S. now in, in Denver, based there. Love to travel. Um, maybe it's, you know, my worldly aspirations. Um, that's, that's a wow factor, I guess, from my end that I like to, you know, bring my offerings to the table and abilities, but then I also like to digest what other people are bringing. And I think yeah. that comes into even my management style. I'm very uh, receptive and open. So I guess that's a wow factor. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm a boy mom. That's a wow factor. And, you know, I've had to, <laughs> I've had, I have a lot of testosterone around me in the house. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just, you know, learning to be a mom and to juggle work and social obligations 
and you know maybe approaching it in a, in a different way since my heart my heart issue as well yeah. um i think that would be a wow factor for me i think yeah. i don't know if you ask my friends they or my husband they might say something different but um that's what i can say you know patience i love it i love it what is a moment that made you feel incredibly humble You know, it's interesting. My mom passed away eight years ago, mm. and I was very, very, very close to her um, and my sister, very close-knit family. Yeah. And I think that my mom passing was humbling for me. Mm. And it's an interesting way to look at it. Um, it just made me really realize how short life is mm. and that, you know, um, to appreciate every moment. Yeah. And I think that was humbling because now I look at my relationship with my my boys in a unique and new light because of that, because we're very close. And, you know, things can happen kind of on a turn of a a dime. And I think it humbled me in that moment, knowing that I won't have my mom here. She's here with me in spirit, but not physically. And it humbled me knowing that I'm going to have to now lead the charge with my boys and make sure that our relationship is just as close as mine was with my mom. And it just it just put things into perspective because Mm. I knew that moving forward, I had to step up Yep. because, you know, when you have your mom in your life or in the case, in my case, anyway, everyone's different, but she was my, my, my rock, if you will, for me and my sister. And I think that it humbled me and it made me think, wow, now I have to do this. I have to be this rock for my family. And I have to also be that rock for my sister who's younger than I and, uh, you know, and be there for my dad. I'm the oldest of, of the two mm. of us, and um, it humbled me. It really did, and I still, obviously, to this day, sp- you know, think about her every day, and she's with me all the time, yeah. um, and I o- often think about what would my mom say, or she was a rock. I mean, she just supported me in everything I did. Mm. Um, she passed away when I was halfway through writing my book. Oh, wow. Um, she knew the whole concept around my book and yeah. sharing my heart health story, um, she, she just knew that I was very, very, um, big on sharing people's stories mm. and getting, you know, the truth out there. And I just think that has stayed with me ever since. And, you know, knowing she's there with me has humbled me because she was always that authority in that, in that space for me, yeah. because she always encouraged me to tell my story and my truth. Mm. So yeah, I think my mom's passing would probably be one of those, one of those reasons for sure. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. It makes so much sense too. I heard a, a quote one time where they said, "When a when a son's father passes away, mm-hmm. a new part of him evolves." Mm-hmm. And same thing for a woman. When a woman's mother passes away, it's a call to a deeper part of yourself. Exactly what you said. That, wow, I have to now own this space that yes. she once held for me in my life. Um, I had a friend who who did not have a good relationship with her mom, and she's like, mm-hmm. well, "Not for everybody." No, and it's like, but but for not. those of us who that space was held by them, mm-hmm. it creates a new space that we have to learn how to fill or how to step into or how mm-hmm. to own ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's a big moment in life. And I think it's true of exactly everyone's different, totally. and not everyone has those relationships no. with their parents at all. But it could also be a humbling moment where, like, maybe your children move off to college or they're growing up it's humbling as a parent I mean you have to think wow I'm not the center of their universe (laughs) anymore they actually have a life and it's it's actually humbling like you're like wow I've dedicated you know 18 years of my life to being their mom and now my because I'm saying this because my eldest has gone off to college and Mm. you know he's his own person yeah and I think that's 
it's very humbling. Totally. You think, what is what is my purpose? Yep. And, you know, some people, sh- you know, they, they throw themselves into other projects, philanthropy or work or relationship, whatever it is, travel. Yep. Um, but it's still a humbling process because you totally. you realize that your, your um, worth and self-worth in certain roles yep. evolves. And totally. I think that's, so that's another example that's really happening right now in my current life is um, that it's humbling. And it's like, wow, I did play a, a, an amazing role. But now my older son is like he is his own person and he yeah. has to now go on and, and, and he has to take the legacy of what I've helped him with and basically apply that to parts of his life. Totally. And, you know, knowing that my mom set the stage for that yeah. for me and then I'm passing along those kind of um, values, if you will, to yeah. my children. I think that that is a humbling process. It's a it's a proud moment, yeah. but it it makes me, you know, look inward about my contributions in that way and I only can hope that I did the best I could it's it's kind of crazy it's putting (laughs) it to the test it is it's there's something also there was an Instagram meme that caught my attention it was funny it said no one prepares you to go from mama to mommy to mom to bruh yeah (laughs) yeah exactly exactly (laughs) and it's a a journey and evolution though and and like I said, no one really prepares us. No one sits there and tells you there's going to be these evolutionary moments mm-hmm. and they're humbling. Because, mm-hmm. you know, at one point as as mama or that first point, you're everything in their world. My mm-hmm. mom or I'm sorry, my wife is mm-hmm. everything in my son's world yeah. right now. Like he falls, it's mom. He's hungry, it's mom. He's tired, yeah. it's mom. It, it's like I can go and try to everything he needs and yeah. he looks me straight in the face and he's like I want mommy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she tells me she's like you help him I need a break and I was like he stares me mm-hmm. dead in the face and tells me he wants you yeah. <laughs> and that'll continue because I find that <laughs> the same in my household like it's there's just certain things they come to mom yeah. for and totally. even at like my youngest is going to be 14 in a few weeks and my eldest like I said is 18 and a half and mm-hmm. you know they're five years apart and there are certain things that he will still always come to mom with. Yep. Um, my oldest will call me from college and he'll be like, mom, just, just checking in. And, you know, that's humbling in itself because I hear that he doesn't have to call me and, yep. uh, you know, every night and, or whenever, every couple of days, but he does to check in. And I'm like, wow, that is so sweet that you're doing that because it's not me always having to go after and find out how he's doing. And I yep. think that, you know, it, it's a testament to how he um, wants to live his life, yeah. um, but also it's a testament to my relationship with my mom, myself, and how I pass that along. Yeah. But also, again, that evolution of role. Yeah. You know, like I can let him be for a couple of days, but he'll chat, call me and chat after that. So, yeah, I think it's very humbling. And I think maybe it's an age thing for me. Like yeah. you get to a certain age where you kind of, you realize what's important. Yeah. And how your contributions can, you know, remain hopefully in the minds of others. And yeah, I love it. I love that. What's an awe-inspiring moment that you've had? Oh, wow. That's a a good one. (sighs) Awe-inspiring. You know, I think moving to the U.S. was a big one for us. Mm -hmm. Um, All four of us are Canadian. Um, we're all Canadians. So, you know, it it was an awe-inspiring moment to move cities, move countries. A lot of people do it. Um, But it was awe-inspiring when I saw that the kids and myself and my husband landed on our feet in a Mm. new place. And it was 
really awe-inspiring to see how the kids, um, you know, persevered and also made new friends and really got up to speed on how American, you know, kind of lifestyle was compared to Canada. I mean, a lot of people don't think it's necessarily. It's different. Yeah. Some people don't think it's, well, it's not. How different can it be? It's different. (laughs) But it is different. (laughs) And I mean, my little, my one, like they were only like five years old and 10. I mean, they were young enough. Um, they had to change spellings of, you know, words, color, um, color <laughs> flavor, um, you know, learn the national anthem. But I mean, we're talking little ones, but it wasn't just that. It was awe-inspiring to see how much they they really did um, settle in. Yep. And then when I came, I d- we moved for my husband's job. So at the time, I left my journalism and my media role in Toronto. Oh, wow. And when we came to Denver, I had to basically start from scratch mm. uh, building my network. Mm. I didn't know actually anyone. Wow. I, I just came to, to network. And so it was awe-inspiring to find out that there were so many amazing people in Colorado that were willing to open their arms to me, to network, to you know get me involved in the in the industry again and and I think um, those relationships even though they weren't um, you know built from you know my university days or my younger years they've now gone on to inspire me to do bigger things Mm. Um, hence meeting obviously Amy Somerville at success Um, I met her in in Colorado and I mean there's just those awe-inspiring moments of of knowing there's really good people out there um, that will accept you from Mm. where wherever you come from or whatever stage of life you're in. Um, and I think that to me is uh, awe-inspiring for sure. Relationships. I love that. Definitely. I love that. What's your greatest fear? Wow, that's a good one too. <clears throat> hmm. And I'm not going to say getting old because I don't mind getting old. Mm. I think that's something not to be feared. Yeah. I think my greatest fear is maybe not being able to contribute to certain things in the way that I want to. Um, mm. And I try very hard in work and um, people would call me, I'm a workaholic, a lot of us are, um, but I want to be able to get my message across in anything I do. And that's why I started my storytelling platform, yeah. redlilylife.com, because I wanted to share women's stories. And it's actually it's actually evolved into men's and women's now anyway. Yeah. It's just kind of anyone who wants to share their personal yeah. story. Um, but I think that I'm fearful that I won't necessarily get that reach that I want to get. And I'm hoping that Mm. happens, but, um, I know there's more there. Um, and so little by little, I chip at it, chip away at it as a passion project, but I'm fearful that I won't make an impact Mm. like I really want to. And maybe that, maybe I'm just being too self, I don't know, absorbed there or something, but hopefully my impact along the way will make just as much impact as I'm envisioning it should. The ripple. The ripple effect. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. Mm. What are you excited about for your future? Well, I'm excited to be with the success team, that's for sure. Um, No doubt about it. I see the Mm -hmm. potential there. I think that for the future, I think that as, you know, my kids grow and as um, I get more involved with the success team and success enterprises and also where, um, you know, we work as a team there. I think that's really exciting for me. Um, I look forward to traveling more Mm. and being able to work with groups of people and collaborate where we can also, and maybe that's part of it. You talked about the fear before. 
maybe what has to happen is I need to evolve with others mm. in order to get that message out there in a larger scale. Yep. I think my fear was always, I know what I'd like to get out there. And yep. as I meet amazing people like yourself and others, and we do share a lot of the same sentiments, yep. um, maybe that's how I go about getting my message out there. I was fearful of not being able to do it on my own. Mm. And now I look forward to obviously collaborating with people and, and working with people who share that same vision. Yep. And I think that's what I look forward to. And then I also look forward to obviously seeing my kids grow and mm -hmm. what they end up doing with their own lives. Yep. Um, and Isn't that such a mystery? It is. You, it s you just wonder. Like you is. watch and just dream and like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wonder what they'll choose. Mm -hmm. I wonder how they'll navigate stuff. Yeah, and it's... It's empowering in its own way because, yeah. again, going back to the whole, you hope and pray and, you know, you pray that you've instilled those values and those, those right messages throughout their whole childhood. Yeah. And now it's empowering to see how they're going to utilize those and, and, and take those learnings yeah. from a mom, from a family, um, you know, and just see how it evolves. And, you know, I've already seen things from my kids that have impressed me. And that's humbling, too, yeah. going back to your first question. It's very humbling to see that. But, um, yeah, just being able to be a light in people's world, I really hope that in some way I can do that. Um, you know, whether it's near or far, close friend groups, families, people I work with, or even just like from afar hearing this message now with you or on my platforms, if I can be a little light in people's life in some yeah. way, um, that's all I aspire to do in life. So I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. This next section we call nuts and bolts, and it's just kind of more tactical, tangible, day-to-day -day type stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I love this section, though. So the first question is, what do you focus the majority of your thoughts, time, and life on each day right now? Wow, that's a big one too. See, we could go on forever about these conversations. Um, right now, just because I just started with success, obviously a big focus of mine is jumping in. Yep. Um, I love a challenge, mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of being brought out in several aspects of my career. Um, also, you know, moving to the U.S. and starting from scratch, like I said, in a, in a, in a career aspirational way. Yep. So I think right now, though, honing in on how I can contribute to a team that is so enthusiastic about what they do, yeah. but also there's a lot of room for growth, mm -hmm. and I think that's exciting, and it's one of those things I'm really focusing on in honing in on people's talents and being yeah. able to utilize them. So that's what I'm focusing a lot of my time and efforts on, but I'm also focusing on my own self-care. Mm. And um, that is one of the biggest reasons why I really wanted to work with this team yeah. and being that we're global yeah. and we work remote as a lot of companies are now. Yeah. And I think that was definitely part of my strategy in mm -hmm. getting this next kind of position and opportunity um, because that means so much to me in my own mental health in mm -hmm. regards to um, not having to rush to an office every day. Yeah. Because, you know, the time we spend doing that and adding extra stress on meeting, like, a, you know, getting there to clock in yep. um, was really getting to me personally. And I felt like my creativity might have been even stunted a little bit by that 100%. pressure. And so now self-care has become top of mind. Mm -hmm. And I love to interact with people who also feel that way. Yeah. Because I think the more we can look at that um, on a personal level... Yeah. 
and implement that into our lives, the more productive we're going to be. Totally. Right? That's one of those things they say, you know, um, if employees or if, you know, colleagues are happier in their own personal lives and in their in their expectations on them from a, a workplace, yep. the more productive they're going to be and the more happy they're going to be. And, you know, then we can all progress in where we want to go. So totally. self-care is huge for me right now, top of mind, um, literally down to scheduling some time for myself to get out with a dog, yep. um, you know, our, our pup and take her for a walk, um, enjoy the Colorado, you know, weather. Yep. And um, again, hone in on where I really want to go with what I'm doing. So, yeah. What is the key to your success? Oh my goodness, my key to my success. Am I successful now? I don't know. I have so, more, so far to go. But I feel like, again, the key to my success, I think I would say relationships and connections. Mm. I think that I have been successful in maintaining r good relations yeah. with everyone I've previously worked with yeah. or interacted with. And I think that, not to say, you know, everybody, but I'm sure. just saying key people that you know you will come across again yeah. um i still give reference letters for people who i managed mm. 20 years ago mm. when they're changing jobs and i think that's just a sentiment that um you know those relationships are still strong yeah and so whether it's work related or or personal i just i really do believe in relationships you know forevermore yeah. and you know that would be a big key to my success is the networking and um remembering people and mm. what they do and you know if i can be again a help in someone's future yeah. in getting a job or just even making a connection yeah or something to do with, you know, um, introducing them to the right people. Yeah. I think that's been a key to my own success because I think the bigger question too is not only the key to my success, but how I can become a success for others. Mm. And that in turn, I think makes me a success. Totally. Because of it's that helping other people. And that's a huge, huge goal of mine. Totally. So. I love that. Final question. What is one actionable tip to help others achieve and experience the kind of success in their life that you've experienced mm -hmm. in yours? Well, I'm going to lead on like right from the whole networking and, and relationship building. Yeah. I think for people who are like students just coming out of college yeah. or starting their first job, I think it's maintaining those relationships and remembering people. Mm. I mean, as we move on in our careers, as we move on in relationships, you know, there's certain things that, you know, you just want to put behind you and move on. Yeah. But I think there's always, and maybe, the, you know, for good reason, but maybe in the workplace, there's, there's always going to be those people you remember and they could help you along the way, yeah. especially your mentors. Yep. Um, just because you've moved on from a situation or a project or whatever, it doesn't mean that, you know, things don't come full circle. 100%. And I do, f I do feel strongly in that. And I will always reiterate that even to my, my kids today. You know, you might have part-time jobs right now as a student, mm -hmm. but don't forget, you don't want to burn any bridges. That's right. And I think the most, if we can try to um, accept, going back to that whole messaging about accept people um, and maybe the reason they came into our lives at that time, whether it's a boss or boyfriend or, or just a friend, whatever, um, you know, remain positive yeah. in thinking how they've contributed to your life at that time yeah. because you never know when it's going to come back around and you might need that person and I think so again one of those things is just reiterating those relationships I, I think like it's really important in connecting 
Yeah, I love for sure. That. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you yeah. for chatting with me. Hopefully you enjoyed this as much as I did. I did. It was lovely. I could go on all day with you. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for everyone tuning in and listening. Um, share this with someone who needs it. Share this with someone who you believe would, would take this information and apply it in their life, and the world would be better because of it. Mm-hmm.